All right, so we're up to Daf Memvava Medal of the two dots. So, okay, hold on one second. Progress. Okay, so we're up to Daf Memvava Medal of the two dots. So the Shaila is like this. We're talking about if a Katana Mikabal Kedushin. So we had Ravan Shmuel Shita, is that if a Katana is Mikabal Kedushin, we make her have a get and Miyun. Because we're concerned, obviously the mice of Katana is nothing, she can't, she can't get married, but we're afraid that maybe the father, when he hears about it, uh, will, be, uh, will be interested, and retroactively it will be a good Kedushan. That means that she is Makaba Kedushan Sunday morning, the father hears about it Monday morning, so during that 24 hours, like a quasi, it's like a, like a weird matzav, right? She, she's up in the air. And then once the father hears about it, he could decide. If he rejects it, no Kedushin. If he accepts it, Kedushin. If he's quiet, we're not sure. But, but that's... The question is, can she back out before Monday morning? Or she was Mikabal Kedushin, but could she change her mind? Because again, it's not... Normally when a woman's Mikabal Kedushin, there's no back in that you can't back out. You have to get divorced. But over here, it's up in the air until the father is Mikabal... The father accepts it. So maybe until the father accepts it, she could... It's, it's, it's ether. She can back out. So the Gemara says like this. No, 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 no. That was just the arbitrary case. My point is, however, it could be a month. Whatever, from the time that she is Mechabal Kedushin until the father hears about it, what is the status? Can she back out? Because with a wife and a husband, it's 24 hours, no? No? Or a netter? No, I'm not aware of time periods. Just makabel kedushin right away. So the Gemara says, "Itmar kedana shen iskachu shalila dasavie." The girl is makabel kedushin without the father's knowledge. That father hasn't heard about it yet. Amarav bein hi obein avi yichon lakim. She could also back out, which is interesting. According to Rav, she could back out before the father hears about it. She could back out. That's Rav's take. Ravasi Amar avi avalehi. Ravasi says, "No, the father and not her. Once she's makabel kedushin, she's already signed off on it. She can't back out. The father can still knock it down." But according to Rab, it's a big chiddush, that although she was already Mechabal Kedushin as a katana, she could still back out before the father hears about it. So the Gemara says, Eisver of Huna Ravasi, we have a kasha Ravasi, because we have a proof, it seems like a proof to Rav. The Pasuk is talking about this. The Pasuk says, let me read you the Pasuk. The Pasuk says that if a man... Uh, seduces a woman. It means they have relations, a premarital relations. Um, even a katana, the halacha is, he's supposed to marry her. It's a mitzvah for her, him to marry her. If he chooses not to marry her, then, uh, then uh, what do you call it? He has to pay a penalty, a financial penalty. It's sort of rape, but the difference is, it's not, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't physically forced. It was just, they were both interested and, and, uh, a child at that age, it's considered, uh, even consensual is considered the same punishment. So now, the Gemara wants to know what type of, when they would live together, there's two options of how they live together. They live together just as boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Or they live together, L'Shem Kedushin. The Gemara is assuming that this Pasuk is referring to a case where they live together, L'Shem Kedushin. So he lived with her as a Maisa Kedushin. And what's the Halacha? As we're going to see in a moment, the father can cancel it. If the father doesn't want them to get married, the father can't, or she could cancel it. Now that's an example of her living with the man L'shem Kedushin. So she's Mechabala Maisa Kedushin, and then she's going to back out. It's Mamasha Raya to Rav. Because so again, Rav's point is that she's Mechabala Kedushin when she's under Bat Mitzvah, 
She could still back out before the father hears about it. Ravasi says, where do we find the matzav where you're Mechabal Kedushan and then you could renege? The answer is, well, this Pasuk. The Gemara says, the Pasuk says, if the father does not want them to get married, they don't get married. I only know that the father can back out. And how do I know that she could back out? And again, we assume we're talking about a case where they live together, and yet still she could back out. The Pasuk, the double Lashem, means that she, even she could back out. So you see, this is a Raya, that even... If she was Mechabal Kedushin, in this case it was a Maisa B, Lashem Kedushin, she could still back out. So it's a Raya to Rav. So the Gemara says, Amr Lehu Rav, Rav says, Rav says, no, 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 don't, don't. Even though Rav says, you know, it's a Raya to me, but it's not a Raya to me. Don't go the opposite. You're misunderstanding the Pasuk. What's the Pshat? I can answer very simply. Seduction in the Pasuk is just referring to any premarital relations. Doesn't have to be Lashem Kedushin. Any boyfriend or girlfriend, they live together. So, why you're assuming that we're talking about a case where they live together, Lashem Kedushin, and it's Araya, she could back out after she's Makabal Maisa Kedushin. Maybe they live together, Stam, because they wanted to live together. They wanted to have relations, nothing to do with uh, Shem Kedushin. Meaning, maybe when it was Lashem Kedushin, Shitaka can't renege because she was already Makabal Maisa Kedushin. Only the father could. I, the Pusik, implies that she can. Maybe the Pusik is talking about a case where a boyfriend and a girlfriend live together. And yes, when a boyfriend and a girlfriend live together, that's the same financial penalty. But who said that it's talking about Maisa Kedushin? It just says they live together. Why do you assume that it, they live together with Shem Kedushin? It's not they live together. The, the case of Maisa Kedushin is a very limited case. True. Yeah, more, more, more common is a boyfriend and girlfriend living together with Shem Taiva. So the Gemara says, oh, the Gemara says, wait a minute. Lushom Ishus Krobai. So what's the point of the Pasuk? One second. The point of the Pasuk is that she could renege. If you're telling me that they didn't live together with Shem Kedushin, do I need a Pasuk to say that she could renege? Of course she could renege. They never married. Meaning, if the Pasuk is talking about a case where they live together with Shem Kedushin, now I have a big Chiddush of the Pasuk that she could renege even after a BS Kedushin. But if you're telling me the Pasuk is just stop talking, a boyfriend girlfriend living together. So what do I need a Pasuk for to tell me that she doesn't, she doesn't have to marry the guy? Of course she doesn't have to marry the guy. They never got married. Why would I think that she has to marry the guy? So the Gemara says, You're right. That's not the purpose of the Pasuk. The Pasuk is not to say, the Iker of the Pasuk is not to say that she could renege. Of course she could renege. They never had a Maisa Kedushin. The Iker of the Pasuk is that if she chooses to renege, he has to pay a financial penalty. Meaning, even though it's a boyfriend girlfriend living together, you still have to pay a financial penalty. But the Pasuk is not necessarily proving, the, the Kiddush of the Pasuk is not that she could renege. Of course she could renege. They never lived together with Shem Kedushin. The purpose of the Pasuk is that you have to pay a financial penalty. Now, so is a sort of Shailov, which, what is this Pasuk referring to? Is it talking about B.S. Kedushin or even not B.S. Kedushin? So the Gemara says, I'll bring a Raya that it's not talking about B.S. Kedushin. Why? Now it makes sense. What does the Pasuk say? The halacha is that if after they live together, she chooses to marry the guy. Let's say she doesn't renege. She's like, yeah, I'm in. And the father's like, I'm in. What's the halacha? He has to give her a ring and say, you have to do another nice kedushin. If you're telling me the Pasuk is talking about a boyfriend-girlfriend living together, stam, I understand why you have to do another nice kedushin. But if you're telling me the Pasuk is referring to a bias kedushin, if they're talking about a case where they live together, L'shem Kedushin, what do you need another Maisa Kedushin for? It must be, this is a riot to what you're saying, that the Pasuk is referring to a scenario where they live together, not L'shem Kedushin. And hence, you need another Maisa Kedushin. The Gemara says no. The Gemara ends off, Perhaps no. Perhaps really the Bia is the Bia's L'shem Kedushin. 
So why do they have to do another Maisa Kedushin? Because this time they need a Maisa Kedushin with the father's consent. They live together without the father's knowledge. So yes, it was technically a B.S. Kedushin, but it was not a B.S. Kedushin with the father's consent. They need another Maisa Kedushin, this time with the father's Askam. So it's not a proof either way. We still, there's still, Pasuk is still ambiguous. We still don't know, is the Pasuk referring to living together as boyfriend-girlfriend or living together as B.S. Kedushin? We still don't know. And if it's B.S. Kedushin, it's a Raya. If it's not B.S. it's not a Raya, but you can get back either way. All right, new Sugya. The Mishnah says like this. You got to hold cup a little bit. Um, it's not too complicated. The Mishnah says like this. Ha'omer isha, you tell a woman, Okay, you hand her two dates, okay? Now, for her to get married, the value has to be a shavapruta. Let's say a shavapruta is a quarter. Let's just throw that out. Okay. The question is, do the dates combine? Each date is worth 15 cents. Do the dates combine? So the Mishnah says, you said hiskachili bazoo, hiskachili bazoo. You said, you said the word kedushin by both. So then the Mishnah says, because you said the kedushin by both, they do not combine. And therefore, Therefore, for it to be marriage, it has to be that each date, that one of the dates is worth a shavapruta, but they do not combine. Because you said hiskachi, hiskachi, they don't combine. But, says the Mishnah, but let's say you said but you didn't say the word multiple times you just said the word once then the dates combine and then they, they come together and if each date is worth 10 cents and you give her three dates it's a marriage okay so far so good so each date is separate they combine so far pretty binary yes or no but now the Mishnah says a line that's a little bit ambiguous. The line says like this. Then the Mishnah says, what if as you're giving her the date, she eats them? So you give her a date, she eats it. She give her a date, she eats it. The halacha is, it only works if one, they don't combine anymore. Okay. So if you give them dates and she eats it, they no longer combine. Okay. One of them has to be worth a shavapruta. It's either any of them. It could be the one that you ate already, but they do no they no longer combine. Okay, so let's let's do two lines of combine and then let's analyze that case of eating and just figure out exactly which part of the Mishnah is it referring to. Let's start the Gemara. The Gemara says like this, Mantan Hiskachi, Hiskachi, who is the author of the Mishnah that says when you, were, you say the word Hiskachi multiple times, it separates it into different actions. We had this yesterday, that is the sheet of Rav Shimon, who said when it comes to Shavuos, right, if I'm a, a Shimer for multiple people and then I deny it and I lie to them, I have to bring a Karban. So let's say I'm a Shimer for all... Six of you guys, and you all ask me for my item, and I say, I don't know what you're talking about. I have to bring six carbonas because I lied to six of you. But let's say, says Rashimin, if I said, one. So you see, Rashimin is the shita that holds that the word shvua separates. If you don't say shvua, you just say, it's one. So to by Kedushin, all the dates combine, but separates it. Now, let's figure this next part out. The Mishnah had two cases. Okay, it's very important you understand this. Hiskachili bazoo, hiskachili bazoo, each date is separate. They do not, not combine. Bazoo, 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 they do combine. Okay, that's so far so good, pretty easy. Then the Mishnah said, but if she eats them, they don't combine. Which case is that going on? So let's, let's analyze the problem here. 
The first case of the Mishnah where you say Hiskachili Bizuis, which case in the case of the Mishnah when it says that if she eats it, they don't combine. What did you say when you gave it to her? Did you say bazoo, 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 or hiskachili bazoo, hiskachili bazoo? Now here's the problem. I'm sorry? Oh, so you seem to be 100% right. Here's the problem. You said hiskachili bazoo, hiskachili bazoo, they don't combine. Then the Mishnah says, and if she eats it, they don't combine. I don't care if she eats it, she doesn't eat it. They don't combine. If you say hiskachili bazoo, hiskachili bazoo, they don't combine. So that can't be the case. It must be the second case, which is you said bazoo, 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 which normally they combine, but if she eats it, they don't combine. Okay. What's the problem with that? Here's the problem. The problem is as follows. The Mishnah says, if she eats it, they don't combine. And how is she married if one of them is worth a Shavaprutza? What if it's the first one that she already ate? Okay. Sounds like any of them. Like you give her five dates. She eats all five. As long as one of them is worth a Shavaprutza, she's married. Doesn't have to be the last one. It could be the first one. Here's the problem. The problem is that when you make a statement... When you give an, uh, her an, uh, five items and your intention is that the Kedushin will take place when you're done your statement and when you're done your action, we actually look at the first four as a loan. This is going to introduce us a little bit into Baba Nsiya and Baba Kama. A lot of times what we don't look at as a loan is halachically a loan. I'll give you an example. You go into a store and you buy flour from Wasserman's and they give it to you. It's a sale. That's a transaction. That's not a loan. And you're like, oh, hey, um, I'm going to come in tomorrow. I'll pay you tomorrow. During those 24 hours, that is a loan. They are loaning you flour and you're paying them back with the value of flour. That's not a transaction anymore. It becomes a loan. Over here also, when you give her five dates and you say, and she eats them, those first ones that she eats, they're not the ones that you mean for Kedushin because you want Kedushin to take effect at the very end. Therefore, those four, we actually perceive as a loan that you owe her. That, I'm sorry, that she owes you, right? When she eats that, that's not for Kedushin. Kedushin takes effect at the very end, which means those first four are just things she ate that's yours. She actually owes you that. The only way it would work is if you say, don't pay me back. That's called Mekadish Bimilva. That's called being Mekadish by forgiving a loan. That is not a good Kedushin. So we're implying that Again, when is the case of the eating? It can't be the first part of the mission, because the Skachilibazoo doesn't combine anyway. Forget about the fact that she's eating it, even if she doesn't eat it. It must be bazoo, bazoo, bazoo. And the point of the Mishnah is that they don't combine. But any of them, as long as one of them is valued as a pruta, she's married. Even the first ones that she ate. The problem is the first ones that she ate, we perceive as a loan halachically. Then the way it would work is that you're forgiving the loan. Now, if it's still intact, that's not a loan. It's right here. But once she eats it, she owes you that date. So you're going to say, well, Mikadash me, you don't have to pay me. That's Mikadash Bimilva. The halacha is Mikadash Bimilva, Eni Mikudashes. If you owe someone money and then you say, don't pay me back, that's not enough. You have to give her money. Now, if you say, with the benefit of not, fine, but you didn't do that. If you just say, hey, you owe me 100 bucks, don't pay me. Let's get married with that. That doesn't work. So, how exactly are those first dates? acceptable if we perceive them as a loan. That's the Gemara is going to deal with. The Gemara says like this, Aha, which case in the Mishnah 
when she's eating it, do we say that they don't do not combine? Is it iskachili bazu, iskachili bazu, or bazu, bazu, bazu? So Gemara says, Ile Maresha, if you tell me it's talking about iskachili bazu, iskachili bazu, which never combined, and then what's the chiddush of the Mishnah? If she eats it, they don't combine, they never combine anyway. The Gemara says, My yuri yoichelas, afilo menechas nami, iskachili bazu ka'amar. What do I need to say that she ate it? Even if she doesn't eat it, they don't combine. Ela asefa, it must be talking about the end of the Mishnah, where you said bazu, 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 which normally combines, but over here, because she eats it, it doesn't combine. Okay, here's the problem. You're telling me as long as one of them is valued as Evapruta, she gets married. Afilu Kamaisa, even one of the earlier ones, meaning even the ones that she already ate. Hamalvahi, that's alone. Look at Rashi, why is it alone? Hamalvi, kivin de Kedushal and Nigru Achitikablin Kulam, because the Kedushan are not finalized until she receives all of those dates. Vikvar Ochas Arishayna, the second she eats those original ones, Kaidim Shatikna Isabi Kedushan, before the Kedushan officially takes effect. Oisa Havizurishana Milvagaba. And she just that's a loan. That's a loan that you lent her. You lent her a date, and she owes you that date. Therefore, you're gonna say, so how does the marriage work? It works by you forgiving that loan, but that's not enough. So how is it that the earlier dates so if she's eating it, to me, the only one that could work is the last one that's still intact. The ones that she ate should not affect Kedushan. That's the Gemara's question. So which case in the Mishnah is the eating dealing with? Is it dealing with the first part of the Mishnah? Then what's, it's not necessary. If it's the end part of the Mishnah, then the question is, how do they combine, then how, how do the earlier ones work when she already ate them? That's a loan. So the Gemara says two answers. So Rav Yechon said, oh, we have a table, we have meat, we have a knife, but no one could eat. Meaning we got a whole Mishnah and no one understands it. So the Gemara says, okay, this is the Pshat. Really, it's talking about the Resha. So what's the Resha of the Mishnah? They don't combine. And now the Mishnah's Chiddush is, even if she eats, they don't combine. They never combine if you said Hizkachi Lebezu. And the answer is, you're right, it's not a Chiddush. What, how do you supposed to read the Mishnah? Sometimes the Mishnah says things that are, it's like, this is simple, and then uh, we're leading up to it. Meaning like this, if you said, they don't combine. The Chiddush is, even if she eats them, they don't combine. So why would you say, why would, why would it be different? Because maybe because she eats them, she like gets a benefit. right? The whole point of marriage is she's, she gets a benefit, she gives herself over to you. So maybe because you're feeding her, she's actually eating, that should be enough. Kamash will know when he said, they don't combine. Okay, that's the first shot. Ravami says, really, it's the end of the Mishnah. Oh, so wait a minute. Really, it's the end. So what was the problem? The problem is, the implication is that as long as any of the dates are worth a pruta, she'll get married, even the earlier ones. Either earlier ones are alone. So the says, no. No, it has to be the last one is worth a Shavapruta. Meaning you're right. The ones that she ate already are alone. No good. She, you gave her five. She ate four. Those are out. Because the Kedushan only took effect when you, when you wanted, because you said Bazoo, 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 which is one statement. The Kedushan only takes effect at the end. The earlier ones are not officially for Kedushan. They're just alone because she ate them. She owes it to you. So what does it mean that it shall get married? If the last one is worth a pruta. Okay. Now what do you see from this? You see from this three things. The Gemara says, you see from this sugya, Shmami Nami the Ravami, you see from Ravami three things. Shmami Nami Kadesh Milva Inu First of all, you see that if you're Makadish with a loan, it doesn't work. Because that's the whole point, right? We just got finished saying that the earlier ones are alone, no good. So you see the Makadish Milva Inu Forgiving a loan is not a form of condition. 
Number two, Shema Mina Mekadish Milva Pruta Daita Pruta. Go to the next page. In this, it's interesting. In, in this case, you gave him five dates. Yeah? You made one statement. Yeah? But in essence, we could actually split up your statement into two parts. The first four are already gone. The last one is worth a pruta. Is she married? The last one's worth a pruta. Yes. Why? Because you married her with that last one. Now the truth is, in your statement, you actually said two things. You said, be me by forgiving the loan of the first four, and be me with the last one that's intact. Now the first four, no good. Last one, good. You see from this that when you make a statement of Kedushan and you offer sort of two things to a woman, some being not good, some being good, she'll just pinpoint on the good and avoid the bad regarding Kedushan. So therefore, over here, when you're saying, listen, marry me with all five. Now the first four technically, due to technicality, become a loan and a forgiveness of a loan, which is no good. The last one is still intact. We assume that we don't just say, well, maybe she went with the more money, which is the first four. No, no, no. We assume daita pruta. She went for the one that will work. So, like her mind is, let's make this work. So, therefore, we she we sort of ignore the first four dates that are forgiving of a loan, even though that's more money, and we go with the pruta. And the last one, shmamina mayispamachayzen. Will you also see from here? Let me ask you a question. What if you give her the five dates? She eats the first four, which we said is a loan. And then the last one, she's like, you know what? I don't want to get married. Or something happens. Or he's like, I don't want you to get married. So something happens. Or the, the last one gets, gets lost. Does she have to pay him for the first four dates? Yeah. It seems to be yes. Yeah. So you see from here that if you gave a woman money for Kedushin and it didn't work out, she doesn't get to keep that. She has to pay it back. Okay, it, it's, it could be it's poshit depending on your sensibilities, but yeah, that's the chiddush of the gemara. Okay, now that we mentioned that, we're now going to sort of take a little bit of a detour. Um, this is where the sugi goes. Hamikadosh achoisay, you go to your sister and you say, Definitely no good. That doesn't work. The question is, does she have to return you the ring? Now the question is, you say, well, yeah, we just got finished saying. Over here, it's a little different. I'll tell you why. Everybody knows you can't marry your sister. It's common knowledge amongst everybody. Therefore, the question is, why are you giving her this ring? There's two options. Either, oh, either you're giving her this ring for her to watch. You just want her to watch it. And this is just your weird way of doing that. Or you're giving it to her as a gift. And you're doing this to not embarrass her. The question is, what is your intention? It's machlekes. It's mara mekadesh achayisai. You go to your sister and you say, "Hey, mekadesh, it's like das ma'ish b'israel b'tabazu." Rav Amar Mois Chayzim. Rav says you have to pay back. She's got to give you back the ring. Shmuel Amar Mois Matana. No, she gets to keep it. What's the explanation? Rav Rav Amar Mois Chayzim. Rav says that she has to return the ring. Meaning, so what's the rationale? Everybody knows that you cannot be Mekadosh, your sister. And therefore, why are you doing this? You're giving her this ring to watch. So you'll say, ah, oh, then just say that. Then why are you saying, just say, hey, can you watch my ring? You know she won't take it. You know that she won't, uh, she won't, uh, she won't accept it to watch. Therefore, uh, six lines into the page, so you know that she won't, she won't, she won't accept it to watch. She's not going to do you that favor. But this is a, a trick to force her 
to force her to watch it for you. Shmuel says, no, ma'is matana. No, it's a gift. Everybody knows that Kedushin is not Taifis. And it must be you're giving it to her as a gift. So why don't you just say you're giving her as a gift? You know that she's proud and she won't want to accept a gift. So this is a way, this is a way to give her a gift. But everyone knows if you go over to your sister and say, Everyone knows you can't marry your sister. So you're giving her as a gift. You're giving her the ring as a gift. That's Shmuel's take. Here's the kasha. Is there uh, not a minion between uh, uh, whether it's a matana or a mikana? Well, I mean, the difference is she has to give it back. The, that's that's the that's oh, the only. If it's a mikana, she's got to give it back to you. Then oh, it's okay. you. Now here's the kasha. The kasha is like this. You're telling me, according to Shmuel specifically, that when people know this doesn't work, they give it to someone. It's a gift. Like if I know this doesn't work, I'm just giving clearly giving it to you. Here's the problem. Masiv Ravina. Let's say I separate challah, but in separate challah, I think it's the Gemara assumes it is common knowledge. Challah must be separated from either dough or bread. You cannot separate flour. You can't hand a kayan flour. That the Gemara feels is common knowledge. But that's what I did. I went to a kayan with a cup of flour and I said, here's challah. So, the, so what would we say? Well, if everybody knows that that doesn't work, you're obviously giving it as a gift. But the halacha is, we do not say that. The halacha is, the kayan has to return it. The question is, why? I thought when something is common knowledge that it doesn't work, that's your way of giving it as a gift. So why is it that if I give the kayan flour as challah, which common knowledge knows, the Pasuk describes it arisa, which is a dough. Uh, it's common knowledge you can't give flour as challah. So why can't the kayan keep it? Let it be a gift. So the Gemara says, If you separate challah from flour, it's not effective. And if the kayan keeps it, he's a thief. He has to return it. Why does he have to return it? Why don't you say the same thing? Everybody knows you can't separate challah from flour. So what's going on up here? So let me explain outside um, what the rest of the daf is going to be. The difference is as, as follows. When you give your sister a ring and you say, everyone knows it doesn't work, you're giving her a gift. Okay, fine. Let her keep it. It doesn't hurt. Who cares? It doesn't matter to me whether she keeps the ring or you keep the ring. It doesn't, doesn't affect me. So how come when you give flour to a kayan, uh, he has to return it? Why don't you say the same thing? Everyone knows it's a gift. The answer is two things. People don't know it as much, first of all. Second of all, challah can cause problems. I'll tell you why. It can cause problems both directions. The Gemara is going to go through this. A, it can cause a problem by the Kayan. I'll tell you how. If the Kayan gets a f- cup of flour, right, and in his mind he thinks that that is challah, at least biblically, meaning he knows that it's not great to do, like, but he thinks it kind of works. I'll tell you why that could be a major issue. Let's say he's making a dough. And let's say the amount of dough that's needed for challah is three pounds. Right? He has 2.5 pounds of flour to make the not chayv and challah. He takes this cup, pours it in. It's now three pounds. But he's like, I don't have to separate challah. That was challah. I don't have to separate if it, it was already challah. It's not mechuyiv, right? If someone, the kayin doesn't have to separate challah from challah. So in his mind, that cup of flour is already, that's challah, which means it's not obligated to separate challah. So now he pours it into his dough, not realizing 
That's not chal at all. Now he has three pounds of chal and he has obligated to separate, but he's not going to. Second issue the Gemara is going to address at the end of the daf, it also can cause a problem with the one giving it. The one giving it might also think that it's effective. And then in his mind, he's like, I already gave chal. Great. Not realizing, no, you didn't. That's the difference. The difference is people's knowledge is not as clear. Everyone knows you can't marry your sister. Not everybody knows that challah taken from flour is, is not 100% effective, and it can cause problems to the kayan, and to the receiver, the kayan, and to the giver. Let's see it inside. So the Gemara says, okay, Shani hasam over there it's different. The reason why the kayan has to return the flour is because a major issue can happen. Dezimnin because maybe the kayin will be making a dough that's slightly less than the shear, less than three pounds, right? And then he takes the challah that he received and he adds it to his dough, and now the challah is now obligated to separate challah. But he thinks, but he thinks he doesn't have to separate challah because he thinks the flour that he got is challah, so it's not obligated. And he's going to eat bread that had, didn't have challah separated. That's the issue. Wait a minute. I thought I thought people know that you can't separate challah from flour. So what are you saying? That he's going to, the kain's going to get confused? Why is he confused? I thought everyone knows that. Right? What's the kain going to do? He's going to take this flour. He's going to think that it's challah. Add it to his dough. Not realizing that his dough now needs challah separated. But he's going to think, I'm good. But I thought everyone knows that you can't separate challah from flour. The answer is, They know and they don't know. They know that it's not good to do this. People think, why, why is it that flour, let's just talk outside for a second, why is it you can't separate challah from flour? Well, the real answer is because the Torah says you can't. But he says in, in people's minds, they think, you can't because it's annoying to the Kayan. The Kayan does, the, why should the Kayan have to make dough? Give him dough. But I'm the Kayan, and the Kayan's like, I'm cool with it. So it is challah. The Kayan thinks that it actually is challah. It's just not a preferred method. But if I'm Michael, so he's going to take the, the, the flour, think it's actual challah, that's why he has to return it. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. Um, so one second, so you're telling me like this again, I give someone flour saying that it's challah, which we said is not effective, so I would think the kayin could just keep it as a gift, we say no, the kayin has to give it back because we don't want the kayin to get confused, because if the kayin keeps it he's going to think that it's already separated challah and it's going to mess up his kitchen why don't we say this why don't we just say to the kayin, keep it and just separate challah again Right? This, we're, we're writing the halacha. This is the Gemara. Like we're, we're, we're dictating the law. Why are we saying the Kayan has to return it? Let the Kayan keep it and just tell the Kayan, Odpam, the, the flower that you got, separate chal again. Well, why, 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 can't, why can't you do that? Okay, we're concerned the Kayan's going to get the flower, think that it's chala, pour it in, not realizing that now his dough is three pounds, it's going to be a problem. So he has to return it. Why have to return it? Let him keep it, but just tell him. Like, you have to take chal again. What's the big deal? Why, why can't we do that? Do that all the time. And where do we find a precedent? Oh, but fair. The Gemara is going to address what you're saying. But we do have a precedent of telling someone, you can keep it, but just do it again. The halacha is that um, we know that when it comes to pots, potted plants, perforated, is chayev and shuma deraisa. Non-perforated is not chayev and shuma deraisa. So let's say I take fruit from a perforated plant, having in mind 
to cover a non-perforated plant, it's not effective biblically because you're taking from mechuyev on ena mechuyev. So it's it's problem. So what do we say? You can keep it. The kind you can keep it, just do it again. So we find that you could tell someone when you take truma from perforated plants for non-perforated plants, we don't make you undo the whole thing. We just say to do it again. So why can't you say do it again? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you the difference. Betray me nitzayis, bechan men That's what you said. When it comes to two different plants, one's perforated, one's non-perforated, in people's minds, they're like, oh, I get that. That doesn't work. I got to do it again. When it comes to flour in a pot, like flour, like in a dough, and it's one person, in people's minds, they're like, the rabbi said do it again. Ah, oh, they're just being strict. Oh, no, no. In people's minds, they're not going to think it's actually obligated. When it's perforated or non-perforated, people's minds, they get it. Okay, perforated nourishes from the ground. That's biblically obligated. Non-perforated does it. Not biblically obligated. You can't take it for biblically obligated to cover non-biblically obligated because, because uh, from non-biblically obligated, it's like when the Torah is scanning, the Torah doesn't see anything. So I get you're taking truma on something that doesn't exist from the Torah. I, I get that. It's a problem. Flour... I poured it in. There was no one around. There's no other people. Huh? To me, it should be good. The rabbi said, no, do it again. Eh, I'm sure it's fine. That's the problem. Okay. The Gemara says... If it's non-perforated, I mean, if it's, yeah, if it's non-perforated, yeah. you, you still have to take uh, truma from that? Rabbinically. Rabbinically. But not biblically. Okay. So when you're taking it... From, so if you take it from the biblically stuff, where it's not of, that would be a problem? Correct, because, because you're taking... No, meaning you're taking, because you're taking a biblically obligated truma and covering those plants which the Torah doesn't recognize as needing. So you're, you're, it, it's, it's a bit of a cross. Uh, but, but, I mean, I, I can see a problem going the other way. You're taking. Well, it's actually interesting. We're going to address the other way in one second. I'll just read you how they describe it. Um, one second. Uh, one second here. Um, Yeah, no, what, what, what I mean is like this, you're taking, yeah, you're taking fruit, the way they describe it like this, um, the separated portion is nothing but tevel, its designation as truma was meaningless since it was separated from produce that biblically speaking was never actually subject to truma, meaning, so when you're taking, yeah, it was separated from produce, yeah, it was a, um, one second, boom, 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 boom. Person declares produce that is tevel on a biblical level to be truma portion for other produce that is not tevel and is not subject. In the case of person declares produce that is tevel on a biblical level to be the truma portion for other produce that is not tevel. Yeah, meaning you're taking um, you're taking tevel and saying this should be truma, but not not covering the plants. I'm not I'm not meaning I have the perforated plants which are obligated truma de raisa. If I take an orange and I say it should be for all this, that's fine. I'm saying that this orange should be truma for that which doesn't exist from the eyes of the Torah. So I'm not doing it. It's it's not, it's not affecting anything. So I'm I'm not actually fulfilling the obligation of even that orange itself is not fulfilling its obligation. Yeah, but you're not losing that anything. You you don't have a chiv, and 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 it doesn't work. So it's so it's true. It doesn't work. I guess it is. It, it doesn't work. It's meaningless. Yeah, it's meaningless. Yeah, it's so the point is, so they don't want to, exactly the point. So the kind said, listen, he can keep it, but you just got to make sure that you do truma again for the perforated plant and for the non. Meaning the non perforated also has to take. You have to take from the non perforated for the non perforated. That's the point. Meaning you you could keep it, just do it again. Better. You're right. It, it's it's not the worst case in the world. It, exactly. It's more meaningless than evil. <laughs> it's just 
it's to do it again. Exactly. So the Gemara is saying that the first answer is that in people's minds, because it's it, it, there's two plants. Okay, I get it. Over this, people aren't going to make it. Uh, make it. It's, it they're not going to actually believe you have to do it again. Eba Yisema, another answer over here. It's even worse because we're focusing on the fact that the kayan can get messed up. The truth is, when you give flour to a kayan and think you're separating shuma, you don't just uh, chala. You don't just mess up the kayan. You mess up the giver also, right? I give it to you, you're the Kayan, we address your concern, that you'll think it's Chal and you'll put it into your dough. The, the major issue is me. I think I actually did good, and now when I make dough with that, the rest of the flour, I'm like, I already separated Chal. No, you didn't. So over here, it's even worse than the perforated and non-perforated, because over here, you're messing up the Kayan, the receiver, and the giver. The Gemara says, Iba Yisema, um, Really, the Kayan maybe will listen to us because Kehanim are very diligent. And if we tell him to return it, it won't be the, if we tell him to just do it again, it won't be the biggest deal. But the reason why we tell you to return it is because we're not just worried about the Kayan being messed up, we're worried about the giver being messed up. Because the giver is going to think that he already separated Chala. I thought people know. The answer is, they know they don't know. Yes, people know that you're not supposed to separate challah from flour. In people's minds, the reason why you're not supposed to do it is because it's annoying to the kayan, but if the kayan receives it, in people's minds, it's effective. So the reason why the kayan has to return is not just because we're worried about the kayan being messed up, the giver is also going to get messed up. The giver who gave it to him has to know, you did not do a good job. So the Gemara says, Wait a minute, why don't we say, let the kayan keep it? Make the kayan do challah again, and make the giver do challah again. Meaning, why can't we just do this? Tell the guy who gave it, listen, what you gave is you gave. You don't have to return it, but just do it again. I gave it to the kayan. There should be a halacha that Avi has to do it again. I got to give truma again. The Gemara says, Right, we just got finished saying that. That's the opposite case. I take from uh, non-perforated for perforated, so I do a rabbinic truma for a biblical truma. No good, you got to do it again. We don't make the coin return it. Just do it again. The answer is, The answer is, like we said before, which is that when you're dealing with multiple plants, people's minds, they'll get it, they'll, they'll fix it. Within one person, within one dish, if you tell me do it again, I'm not going to do it again. That's the problem. So in other words, if I give challah to the coin, unless the coin gives it back to me, well, the, if I give flour to the kind, if you tell me the kind gives it back to me, I'll know that I messed up. But if you just tell me, listen, let it, it be, just do it again. I'm not going to do it again. We're, we're not going to find a person going to redo truma when it's not like multiple potted plants. When it's like this, the person is just going to be like, I'm sure it's fine. Now, one last problem. You're telling me that we don't, we don't find a guy just doing truma again? Wait a minute. The halach is, let's say I'm separating shumer of cucumbers. I go to the kayan, I give him the cucumbers, and he opens it up, and he's like, these are rancid. What's the halacha? He doesn't give it back to me. I just do it again. So why don't we say the same thing? Uh, right? We don't make the guy give it back. We just do it again. You trust it, he'll do it again. So why over here, the flour you have to return, because if you don't return the flour, it's not going to do it again. But over there, the rancid cucumbers, we do trust that he's going to do it again. So the answer is, we'll say it outside, say it inside. The answer is, rancid cucumbers, the halacha is that if you separate even rancid fruit, it is biblically truma. You can't give it back because it's truma. It, it, it is biblically effective. Therefore, because it's biblically effective, you can't give it back, right? If I give truma to the kayan and they make the kayan give back to me and it's actually truma, I'm now eating truma. No good. 
So rather, you, there's no option to give it back. You only can do it again. Chava in flour was nothing. So of course you can make them give it back because we don't generally trust that someone's going to do it. The reason why the rancid cucumbers, we have no option is because it is biblically truma. If you give rancid fruit, while it's a jerk thing to do, it is biblically effective as truma. So let's just see, and we'll end with this. The Gemara says... No, it doesn't matter. No, 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 no. The produce is good. I happen to find the three rotten cucumbers, and it is biblically effective. The Gemara says, Really, the difference is over there. It is biblically truma. As Raviloy says, How do I know that if I take rancid fruit and have in mind that it should be truma for good fruit, that is biblically effective? Because the Pasuk says, When you're separating truma, don't make a sin. What do you mean, don't make a sin? What, 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 what could I do that would be a sin? The answer is the Torah is saying, don't do the rancid thing. right? Don't give the kain rancid, don't make a sin. The fact that the Torah says, don't do this, means it's effective, just don't do it. All right, we'll stop here.